0: It's time for the Retirement Roadmap
1: Podcast
0: with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller.
1: All right, today we're going to cover some disturbing or encouraging statistics about retirement planning. We've gathered some updated retirement statistics. From across the country and it's time to find out if these are encouraging or disturbing findings and uh, also i'm curious glenn if they're reflective of maybe your average client and what you can do you as the listener to improve your own retirement preparedness based off of this information so it should be a fun one don't run away we're going to throw some numbers out on today's show but they won't be very hard to track uh, they're just to help frame the conversation a little bit glenn you ready to rock and roll today
0: Let's do it, Walter.
1: All right. Always happy when you're ready. I don't know what I'd do if you said you weren't ready. We'd have to hit pause on this show or just have silence. I don't know. I don't know what would happen. So I thank you for always being ready to go. Uh, All right. Here we go. Let's dive in. Women have smaller overall retirement savings amounts. Again, these are according to the stats on a national basis. They average $57,000 saved compared to $118,000 for men. I know there's a lot of layers to that stat and what makes it up, but is that on its face at least a little bit encouraging or something that's disturbing in your eyes, Glenn?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's a little it's a little disturbing on one hand, but again, it's um, you know, when I'm when I'm looking at that one, that date, that data is not segmented enough for me, right? Because it's like, you know, you say all women and all men. Well, I mean, that could be, you know, if if somebody's 21 years old or somebody's 65 years old, right? I mean, there's going to be a big there's going to be a big difference there. And when you're averaging all that in, you know, it obviously brings those numbers down. Now that said, you know, in terms of, because it's kind of disturbing to think in terms of at least the clients that I work with, you know, it's like if somebody's on, you know, if somebody saved, you know, 50 some thousand or a hundred thousand dollars for retirement and they're getting ready to retire, you know, we've got to, you know, we got to take a look and say, okay, well, you know, what other resources do you have? What is your social security going to look like? Do you have a pension? You know, all of those kinds of things, right? but i think one of the things that's the most disturbing about this scenario is is that you know that that you know that women have you know less than half saved is what men have right and you know and there's there could be a lot of different reasons for that but you know but that's the, you know that that's alarming right i mean that that's that's a red flag and that's you know, something that's just like you know, you know, women, you know, just, you know, and I've seen scenarios that it's, you know, where, where, you know, it's been more like that when I, you know, I've seen situations and I've seen it just the opposite where, you know, the woman was so determined that she was, you know, that she was going to save her retirement, you know, literally did without during her entire life, you know, to just make sure that she saved enough. Right, so you know, you, you got to find the right balance, but you know, you you, you know, you got to really start to you know to to look at that. And I think I think you know, as as a whole, that there, there's more information out there now. And I'm, I'm my my hope is is that some of those statistics will will be shifting over time. But but to me, that's the one that really stands out the most. It's like you know, you got to you got to really you know save them. You know, no matter what your situation is, you got to you got to figure out a way to to set some money aside and, you know, and, you know, and, and, you know, and, and really, really kind of, you know, start, start that planning process early on. I mean, the planning process early, you know, like if you're in your twenties or your thirties is, you know, is, is, is start saving. And then from there, then you can get more and more specific, but, um, you know, just make sure that you're, you're, it's a consistent, it's a consistent journey, right. That you're, that you're putting money, you know, away along, you know, along the way you're there's going to be bumps in the road and there's going to be some delays from time to time, but, but, you know, you want to always make sure that you're getting down that path of putting money, putting away money for savings or for retirement.
1: It's a good one for sure. Yeah. Lots of layers to that particular one. Um, but thanks for the breakdown there, Glenn. Here's another stat for you. In order to have a comfortable retirement, experts are always putting out you know different estimates of the dollar amount that you need. It's now 1.04 million. So no longer can we just say, Glenn, that, you know, experts say, just you know, you've got to have a million dollars retire. No, no, it's 1.04 million now. <laughs> and interestingly, you know, this stat came out before some of the most recent inflation elements that we're seeing. So maybe next year, this will be even more of an increase. And although 1.04 doesn't sound a whole lot more than a million or whatever kind of the things that we've thrown out, it was a 10 percent increase. From the prior year, and I can't imagine what that's going to then look like uh, next year when that stat gets updated.
0: Yeah, no. Well, I mean, obviously, the, that number is going to be higher because of the inflation that we're starting to see across the you know across the economy and so forth, but. But, you know, I mean, again, it's, you know, I come back to the, you know, one you know, we, we got to be real careful with that one size fits all scenario, right? And it's just like, well, I say, well, you will need, well, who is who is you and who are they, <laughs> right? And, and because, you know, everybody's in different situations, right? You know, I mean, I've seen situations where, you know, folks have put, you know, they, they have really robust pensions. Right. And, you know, and, and they, and they may have, you know, really robust, you know, social security benefits that are going to be coming their way as well. Well, and, and they, and they may live a relatively, you know, uh, you know, humble lifestyle, right. And maybe their house is paid off. So, you know, in those situations, they might not need to have anywhere near as much saved as somebody who doesn't have a pension or, you know, their social security benefits, you know, may, may not be, might not be as great. So, You know, I I think it really comes down to I always like to look at this and, you know, and say, okay, well, let's let's look at your particular situation and let's figure out where you are in, in relationship to what you want your retirement to look like. Right, and so then then it then, you know, then it starts to take a little bit more shape, and you start to take account for it. Okay, do you have a pension? Does your spouse have a pension? What does your Social Security look like? And if you're married, you know, it's just like what is that collectively going to look like? You know, and then we can start to kind of figure out, you know, if if those if those elements are there, and we kind of know what they they are, well, then we can start to think it's like, well, you know, in, in your if your lifestyle, if you need X number of dollars for your lifestyle, and these other things that are in the in the mix, you know, whether it be a pension. Social Security, maybe some people have rental properties. You know those those different things. You know how much income is being created from all of those different sources, and then if there's a gap, that that's more of an indication to you know to to me about well, how much do you need to have saved? You know you know versus just generically saying, hey, well you need you need this amount. I mean, if you look at you know a a round number of a million dollars, and if you look at you know what's traditionally been thought of as 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 a reasonable distribution rate. You know, and we can get into the debate whether or not it's it's the right number or percentage or not. But just for the sake of conversation, a four percent withdrawal rate would be roughly forty thousand dollars of additional income to whatever else you you have in terms of pension or or social security, right? And that's what a million dollars would would produce in terms of in terms of income flow. You know, with that four percent withdrawal rate. So then you start to think you, when you start to understand that. Then you can start to think it's like, OK, well, if my Social Security is going to be this and if I have a pension here my my and and my spouse has this or that or if I don't have a pension, then then you can start to really gauge how much you need. And for some people, a million is nowhere near enough. And for some people, it's it's way more than enough. And, and you know, and so it's be be really careful of that one size fits all. I've seen folks you know come in for a first consultation, and they say, you know, hey, this is going to be my lifestyle, and I'm in, I fear that I don't have enough money set aside. And they, and, and oftentimes, you know, in those situations, I've I've had more than more than one time, you know, actually, you know, probably five, six, seven times where where, you know, folks have more than enough saved, you know, it's impossible to save too much, but they were in much better shape than they thought they were just because they were listening to the quote unquote experts saying that you need to have this much saved. And their situation was somewhat different than that.
1: I think that's big, Glenn. And uh, thanks for breaking that one down. Again, I'm interested to see what that number increases to next year as we talk about comfortable retirement. We know not to just follow that advice, but interesting to see what those predictions uh, shape to each year. Uh, Here's another stat for you. Is this one encouraging or disturbing, Glenn? 55% of workers plan to continue working in some capacity in retirement.
0: Right. Well, that can be both, right? (laughs) That can be encouraging and disturbing. Yeah, it depends on the
1: perspective of that person, I suppose.
0: Well, that's right. I mean, it can be disturbing if somebody feels like they have to. Right. And they, you know, and they they've reached retirement age and they really want to enjoy their retirement. Well, if they're, if, they're, if they're in a place where they just don't have enough other resources and they have to work, then that's, that's disturbing. You wouldn't want that for anybody. Right. And of course, they don't want that for themselves. On the other hand, it's like if they, if they do have the resources and, and they're just doing it, by, they're, they're, they're working some, you know, by choice because they, they, they want to stay vibrant, they want you know, to stay busy and doing something. Well, that's an encouraging thing. And, and you know, and, and so it, it's, again, it's perspective, right? but it you know but it ultimately comes down to you know your you know your own situation and you know and and what you're needing what you're wanting and, and that kind of thing so you know I, it, I, there's very few people that i talk to that that are really just outright to say hey i'm gonna just retire and do nothing right i mean there's a lot of folks that may be tired of their job but when they stop their job they're going to do something and sometimes that's by you know they maybe they're going to take a part-time job or Maybe they're going to start a consulting business or they're going to volunteer or they're going to get more you know, involved with their, you know, maybe their grandkids and, you know, and, and trying to help out with other things. But I mean, that's kind of a form of, that's kind of a form of work and keeping yourself busy. Some people, you know, enjoy, you know, actually, you know, going, you know, going out and making money and, and, you know, and as, as, as that activity that, that gives them a sense of, you know, of, of, you know, of what they need in their, in their psyche. Right. And that, and that's, that's, that's not good or bad. It just, it's. Just is right, and so that's an okay thing. I'm, I'm encouraged by that when when folks say, "Hey, I want to keep I want to keep active, and I want to do this or that." It's a little like you say it's it's disturbing when it's in the other direction, though.
1: Those are great points too, Glenn. I think that's a big one. Uh, let's go to another stat here. Twenty five percent of Americans, again twenty five percent, increase their financial savings as a result of the COVID nineteen pandemic. That
0: seems yeah. disturbing.
1: I felt like that would be more.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's an interesting thing too, right, Walter? It's like you know, I mean, the 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 experts just you know thought that it's like, hey, we're you know we're going to need you know you know from Washington was they're going to need to pour all this extra money onto you know onto everything you know onto everything because we got to make sure that nothing that nothing happens that that makes the whole economy crash, you know, and and so so how do we go through a pandemic, you know, which is supposed to be like the the you know one of the worst things that could possibly happen on an economic you know scenario, and we have twenty. 25% of people feel like you know that they've increased their savings, right? And so now we're now we're trying to deal with all of the extra extra money and all the all the stimulus and everything that happened that you know helped contribute to some of the issues that we're having with with some of the inflation and so forth. I don't know, it's 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 disturbing in that regard. It's encouraging that folks it's like, you know, hey, and their situ- if their situation got better and they were able to save some money. Fantastic! Good for you because now, now, now you, now you've, you know, you created either a, you know, a, a extra extra resources there for your nest egg that you can utilize later, or you've you've been able to, you know, maybe you know to, to, to bring some money into, you know, to, to you know to have a a little bit of an emergency fund that, that 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 can you know help you stay on the path of doing the things that you need to do long term.
1: Well, it's uh, fantastic to get these different pieces of advice, Glenn, as we analyze these different numbers. Maybe we can squeeze in one or two more here. Uh, This was interesting. The number of retired workers receiving Social Security benefits was almost 70 million in 2021. Get this. How much are we talking increase-wise? I mean, we've been hearing that the wave of baby boomers retiring was coming. If you need any more evidence, I, I don't know what to tell you. In 2019, it was 45 million. So just two years later, we go from 45 mil to 70 mil. What an increase!
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with COVID, right? Because I think a lot of folks, this, you know, they they were they were close to retirement anyway, and things, you know, kind of shifted and changed, and and some folks, you know, just decided it's like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and retire. Right. And so we got this we got this spike that kind of happened. And and so, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't I, I mean, I don't know that I'm encouraged or discouraged or, or you know, or, or alarmed by 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 that at all. It, it, it is a little bit surprising. You know, on one hand, I, I it would be interesting to see if that if that trend continues to have that big of a jump, but I but I you know until until I see some additional stats over the next couple of years, I I got I gotta have to think that that that's a little bit more tied to COVID and 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 folks just saying okay, I'm gonna gonna go ahead and retire because you know it just um it just makes sense with with the timing and you know with 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 the world being the way that it was.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's, yeah, you're right. That one may not be necessarily encouraging or disturbing. It just is. And, uh, you know, plan around it. All right, last but not least, let's hit on healthcare. Retirees spent an average of $6,668. So we'll call it almost $7,000 on healthcare in 2020. I don't know how much COVID skews those numbers up or down, but still, the pretty significant spendings on healthcare in 2020.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it's imp- that's why it's important to you know to put money away, right? You know, and to save and make sure that you know you have you have the the different you know different money segments, you know, in, in your in your planning, you know, to make sure that you have you know money there for you know for the you know because your health your health care you're going to have more health care and, and statistically there's going to be more health care needs and, and and expenditures when you're in the retirement years than you were in the in the You know, the preceding decades, right? I mean, it it tends to be, you know, infants and, you know, and the, and, and young children. And then, and then as folks could move into retirement and as they get, they get older, you know, in, you know, in retirement. And, you know, those are, those are the, it's like the two extremes where you, you see more healthcare spending. And so, you know, it's, it's critical. You know, I mean, when I look at that, it's just like, okay, be very, very choosy about what, what Medicare plan you, you, you know, you pick. Make sure that, you know, that you're, you know, that you're, you're evaluating that. You, you want to make sure that you're, you, that you're, that you, you know, that you're, you're meeting with somebody and, and working with, with a professional that, that has access to a variety of different Medicare plans, you know, whether they, they be Medicare Advantage or whether they be Medicare supplements and whatnot. And that they, they're able to, you know, to understand who you are, what your needs are, if you have certain prescriptions and, you know, if you're, you know, if you have some health challenges or if you're really healthy at this point and that they have the ability to, you know, to to look at a variety of plans that are out there so that they can shop the marketplace and find and find you, you know, the, you know, some some good choices, you know, based on where you are and what you're going to need. You know, for, you know, for your uh, for your retirement, because it's that that's that's going to be one of those things that's going to it's it's just an ever present scenario in retirement that that there's going to be there's going to be, you know, money that needs to be spent on healthcare, And more often than not, it's probably going to be a bit more than what you originally thought.
1: Yeah, it's uh, huge, Glenn. I think you uh, hit the nail on the head there. So much to be thinking about when it comes to retirement planning, and those are some interesting stats from the last couple of years that help shape some of the things to think about, some of the directions. If any of this inspires you to take action and get better control of your financial plan, I invite you to set up a free consultation with Glenn and the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting. You can do that by going to RoadmapFinancial.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page, or you can call 336 291 3535. And we've got contact info in the description of today's show so you can find it easily wherever you're listening to the program today. Glenn, thanks for the help and for breaking down these stats with us. And we'll have another good topic on the way next week. All right, Walter. Take care. You do as well. That's Glenn. I'm Walter. We'll see you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast.